Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fixie Stevens. Jason, why do you think this team is so comfortable in chaos? Like it's a it's a cliche to say, you know, when your back's against the wall, you respond, but it seems like this team really gets compelled to do so when all hope seems to be gone. That's a great question. Uh I wish I wish I didn't know the answer. Um for some odd reason, even last year we uh we always seem to make it a little bit tougher on ourselves. Um but what I do know is that, you know, you can see the true character of a, of a person, uh, of a team um, when things aren't going well and our ability to um, come together, um, figure things out, you know, um, when it's not necessarily looking good for us. Uh, it's unlike any team I've been on this year and last year, you know, just the core group of guys of, um you know, being able to respond. Um, and I think that's just a, a test to our togetherness. Um, you know, obviously how bad we want it. And, and we got we got room for um, determined, tough guys that, you know, push come to shove. You know, you look to the left and the right and you believe that, you know, the guy next to you is going to do whatever it takes. Um, and go down fighting if it, if it don't work out. No truer words ever spoken. You heard it from the man himself, one of four Celtics. The score in the 20s in game five, the Celtics more than came alive. Andy, as my old man used to say when he was whizzing away the family fortune at the dog track, Nico, that one was boxed to wire. They led early. They led straight through. They led all the way to the end with a 110-97 finish. And don't let yourself even think that it was that close. Celtics win game five. They push it to game six Saturday night. That means we've got Eastern Conference Finals, meaningful basketball over the holiday weekend. Now you don't have to worry about spending all that time with the relatives or the unwanted friends. You can focus your energies on the Celtics Saturday night. And I'll tell you what, like Charles Barkley said, right after he put all his money on the Celtics for game five, game six, kind of starting to feel a little game 70 for the Miami Heat. We got us a series. We got us some thrilling basketball. And we finally got a team to respond in front of their home fans, the best fans in the NBA, with just a tremendous all-around effort last night. I know we can play. I think even Glenn Ordway tweeted it out after the game last night. If they're capable of this, how come we didn't see it more often? doesn't matter. It's We can't fix the past right now. All we can do is focus on the now and look to the future. The now has Celtics fans believing, and the future could hold something utterly improbable. Because you know that 0-150 we talked about, how teams down 3 nothing in a series in the playoffs in the NBA have never come back? I think it was 130 of them uh, were already done by game five. So... We're inching a little bit closer, maybe, to something uh, highly improbable. You're in the top 10% of those teams right now that went to uh, down 3-0 and then continued to play in the series. So why not keep going? I, I That comment we just rolled mm -hmm. from Jason Tatum, I thought was one of the more honest mm -hmm. assessments of this team. And, and him, quite frankly. I, 
that's as likable of as, as I've found Jason Tatum talking. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he was really honest there. And I think it's on us to start to accept as he clearly has started to accept, like, this isn't ideal. We would have liked to have been the team up three, nothing. And, but there I'm starting to accept a weird identity with these Celtics teams that they are. And this phrase is strange. They are front runners with their backs against the wall. That makes no sense at all. Once again, everyone, at they all. are front runners with their backs against the wall. It makes no two sense, cliches. but nothing about this team does. So I'll accept it. Right. Judges? Yes. So two cliches that we marry together and you get performances like you get last night where they come out, they hot shooting, steals on the defensive end of the floor, like the Ordway thing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, this this looks really good. This looks like an athletic, talented, unified, cohesive basketball team. Why don't we get this all the time? That's on you. Stop asking that. You should accept at this point you're not going to get that all the time. But I do believe what the biggest thing that Tatum said is you learn about teams through adversity. Like when things are going well, when you're up 3-0, it's easy to play. It's easy to play games. Like they created an easy game for themselves last night with the early lead, with the early momentum. And now the momentum in that game has turned to the momentum in this series. And I believe that this was something that Eric Spolstra feared in the fourth quarter of game four when he did his sideline interview and he weirdly wedged in our guys really want to win this and it was like uh, no one asked if they did coach like they went Mm -hmm. that was the final answer but i the second he said it it struck me and i thought it was the inverse of kevin millar and company don't let us win one Mm -hmm. i thought it was eric spolstra saying we don't want to let them win one that kind of thing and and I thought it was a really telling mentality. I even thought uh, Jimmy Butler last night post game saying we will win game six was this new age. And you're in this world, Fitzy. Mm -hmm. You're in this new age uh, bunk world of, you know, your therapist and people telling you types of things like speak it into existence. Right. Bunk world. Yes. I. Yeah, perf- the bunk no world. better time than mental health awareness month to call <laughs> this new age world of therapist and bunk. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But I know I, uh, sometimes the, the, I sit in my feelings a little too, uh, a little too much people, people, you know, what? I, I think what you're saying is that people can somehow create a scenario in their head of how things may potentially play out and then they can manifest it into existence. Like, Now the heat are saying, I I don't go full secret, but I do believe in, like I've said before, uh, owning your responsibility and your role in outcomes in life. And right now the Miami heat have somehow steered themselves into, wait a second, why are we playing like this? Oh no, we're slowly pivoting and becoming the team that may be the first ever to lose after being up three, nothing what's happening. And only they can steer themselves out of it. And if the Celtics continue to play like this, Last night, Andy, we got the Celtics playoff triple P. They played with purpose, they played with poise, and they played with presence. They never looked rattled. They didn't look like they could get knocked off their spot. Once they built that 15-point lead, I think it was 20 to 5, uh, maybe even gotten up to 23 to 5 at, at one point. That was it. Like, they never trailed by less. I heard at halftime that the Celtics had never lost a game, never lost a playoff game in which they had uh, led by 15 or more at the half. Good news is they did not blow that. They, they have no other inglorious stat to add to the resume. Uh, you had Marcus Smart just dropping bombs from the corner. Like he couldn't miss from three early on. 
that's one of those things where if I'm Spo, if I'm Jimmy Butler, the other team, whatever, and obviously Gabe Vincent was out last night as well, so you get more Duncan Robinson. Kyle Lowry wasn't feeling it once again. He's kind of playing like the guy that we expected him to, not the guy that couldn't miss game one. That If you see something like that happening early and the garden is that loud, and you got McLovin and Bailey Zappi courtside high-fiving, like that's just – you can't – you just may as well just pack your bags – Jimmy Butler can sing all he wants in the postgame. Game six was borderline and inevitability the entire way, too. And you know what else they did last night? In addition to the great defense, two games in a row, Andy, great passing. They were very unselfish last night. Yeah, there were some amazing layups by Jalen Brown, dunks by he and Jason Tatum as well, driving the lane. But the passing last night, Miami has more turnovers. The Celtics are crisp. They were unselfish, and they were on fire right from Jump Street. Yeah, they played... I won't say a perfect game, but sort of an idealistic style for them. Get ahead, Mm -hmm. play some defense. We've heard Missoula over the last couple weeks try to say we get energy off the defensive end of the floor. There was a little bit of that throwback. Uh, Most steals in a game since last postseason, I think it was, something like 16 steals. They set some weird record for a dozen steals and a dozen threes. Like they They were playing, I think, what their version of good basketball is these days, and you know, I thought it was really, um, really optimistic or really something that gives you even more hope moving forward through the rest of the series that it didn't just it wasn't game seven. Oh, we're going to get 50 from Tatum and we're going to win that way. No, Jalen Brown, who had been taking shots from all directions, including you and Rich Keefe and everybody just ripping the way he was playing because he wasn't playing well. And I mean, he would admit that everybody would admit mm-hmm. that. And he even took responsibility. I like that. He, you know, something to the effect that, you know, liquid finds its its level, mm-hmm. level, but you have to you have to also perform the way you're supposed to to make that happen. You can't just assume my shooting will come around. Like you need to um be responsible, as you said, for your part in why you're stinking and then also be responsible why you start playing well. But Derek White, there was like this Marcus Smart. If you get Marcus Smart, Derek White in a game like this, well, now maybe you can rely on Tatum for one of those 40 pointers when you need it. And the other thing I will say here Mm -hmm. is as this series extends out, Jimmy Butler is not going to get fresher. He's not going to get fresher in the load that he carries for that team. And maybe just maybe he doesn't get a key rebound. He doesn't get a key loose ball. Like he was getting in game one Mm -hmm. in game two. Maybe he's a step slower to get to that spot. And now Marcus smart gets it. And so that, the group depth that we had talked about, and I know Malcolm uh, Brogdon is dealing with that that elbow thing and still looks like sort of a non-factor in this series, but the the depth of the roster is showing up a little bit for the Celtics, and I think the lack of depth could show up here. Now, if you want to be pessimistic, there is the reality that after the start we're talking about, which butterfly effect changes everything, yeah. it was sort of an even game over the final three quarters. They built the lead and just maintained the lead. I think it's all they had to do. You don't get any extra credit over the final three quarters. You don't get extra credit for winning by 37. You win, you win. Right. And and you just, and control it. Don't, don't blow your energy by trying to build a 40 point lead in a 20 point game. Just keep it a 20 point game and then cruise into game six. It was mature. It was a very mature performance. That's what I thought. And I thought it was, the, the depth of the team shows through where you don't just have to rely on your stars. They were a key part of it, but you don't just have to get 50 from Tatum. Um, so I, you know, I, Mike, Mike Giardi, our friend from the Six Rings podcast uh, and a friend of Breaking Boston as well, um, tweeted out like, not trying not to buy in, trying not to buy in. Try, 
I'm buying in. And and I think that's how everybody should be, quite honestly. I'm going to say something very stupid because people thought it was stupid when I tweeted it. Oh, oh um, please, by all means, don't allow this new daily format of breaking Boston to possibly stop you from getting out over your skis yeah. now and potentially becoming a, a member of frozen cold history. Go ahead. It's all about game seven. Game six is already won. Game six is already in the books, in my opinion. I don't care. Oh, Jimmy Butler, well, we're going to win. Yeah, good luck, Jimmy. Um you're not as good. The Jimmys and the Joes are not as good as the Jalens and the Jasons. And uh, they're, they're feeling themselves. They have a little momentum. Momentum is now playing for the Boston Celtics. I, uh, I just don't see any way this doesn't go seven. They're going to, I think it was only three mm-hmm. of the 150. Three of the 150 got, game, to, game got to game seven, seven. before they fell. Correct. Um, okay, so you keep, you keep shrinking the number. Mm-hmm that you're a part of and they're not you shrink that number and then the pressure expands on Miami as well and well then the pressure actually this is my weird thing I think the pressure then sort of expands on both of them because if you get to game seven the Heat have the pressure of don't gag the Celtics have the pressure of you're now expected to win this opportunity you you created for yourself exactly right you heard my prediction where I thought this was going to go six once I thought it was going to go Celtics in five and then when the script obviously done got flipped on them and all of us my new prediction was it would be Miami in six. The Celtics would win game four. Then they would cruise in game five, just like Barkley predicted. And then they're going to get a lead in game six. And we're going to be saying to ourselves, OMFG, we're going to be watching game seven on Monday. This is what my Memorial Day weekend is all about. Better make a, an extra packy run on Sunday because it's going to get cray cray at the garden on Monday. And then watch the Celtics will find a way to fumble it at the end. Uh, But no, that's what I thought before. That's what I thought before. I was just trying to sort of like read the, I was just trying to read the script or ride the, I was basing that off of familiar vibes from these Celtics. But like we just mentioned, they're throwing off composed vibes now. Like they're, they're, they seem like they are, they have matured. Like this could be not only massive in terms of, you know, Celtics history for Boston, for this team, this may be, the next step, like maybe I'm not going to use the B word. We're not doing breakthroughs right now because last time that happened, it bit me in the ass. Nice I know. I shame on me for trusting our star, our $300 million man, our first team all NBA or in his ability to actually raise his own level and therefore raise the playing level of his team as well. He's kind of sort of doing it now. I mean, look, he okay. So he finishes game five with eight rebounds, 11 assists, 21 points. That's a great overall game. Almost had a triple double. Uh, like I said, four Celtics in, in double-double figures, four guys with over 20 points. Derek White, man, this guy quietly playing his way into the hearts of millions of Celtics fans. He does everything well. They don't have a Derek White. They've got a Jimmy Butler, then they got a, a Bam out of bio, and then a bunch of guys. That's r- really the way it is. Undrafted. A guys. bunch of undrafted guys. Undrafted. And Heat culture is taking a knock now. And we're all left wondering what, like, what, energy level what what like what is greater right now the Celtics desire to push this to game seven and be on a unique side of history or Miami's desire to not be on a unique side of history as well do the Celtics want this more or does Miami not want to gag more uh I think the Celtics want it more and I think it plays into their usual mindset I've always said Jason Tatum and the Celtics I'm not sure they hate to mm-hmm. lose enough regular season just sort of at their core that they don't this isn't about a hate to lose moment this is a making history Mm -hmm. moment and you know what Jason Tatum has proven over the years he likes to make history he likes to prove that he can be all NBA he likes to prove that he can score 50 points in certain like he's had that little 
that little thing mm -hmm. of showman like oh tonight's a night where i'm gonna put on a show and i think this plays into that it takes a showman he this is his team so if the celtics become the first team ever to come back from 3-0 it'll be jason tatum's celtics come back from 3-0 first team in nba history mm -hmm. he gets attached to that history and I, I think we've seen over the last few years when he's trying to all-star game mvp like when he has one of those achievements that he has mavericked in on beep 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 beep, beep lock right. we got the lock we got the he's got the I got lock tone on. i got tone. I want to lead this team. yeah exactly right um so i i actually feel good about where they are mentally and physically the only thing that would be better is if brogdon was doing brogdon mm. things like that is the only negative about their sort of play right yeah. now if malcolm brogdon was in the mix and i'm not sure he's going to be but again you you have good talent without him it's not mm -hmm. like you're now pumping you know oh, Peyton Pritchard has to start and play 38 minutes no you're, you're still fine mm -hmm. with the guys you have in the shortened bench and the shortened rotation so yeah I um I guess I'm not a green teamer but I, I got green on I, I guess I'm sort of morphing into a green teamer for the next uh and, Memorial and, Day and this is unbelievable like I'm uh, hopefully this is being recorded so we can share it for post for posterity purposes <laughs> all the positivity pouring out of the short stack of angry flapjacks that is Andy Hart on the regular. My gosh, you always say the truth isn't mean, and the truth is never. The mean. truth is never mean. Yes. Well, last That's the night trademark. Use the trademarked version. Uh, okay. Please. Sorry, I, apo I apologize. Mean. I'll speak to the patents office later if there's a fine to be paid. I, uh, I'll make I'll make it up. It is the holidays after all. Uh, the truth was actually in the building last night. I thought maybe there would be some other sort of uh, Boston Red Sox 2004 people. There was that little Millar video during the day to try to get people pumped up. The Celtics didn't need it quite honestly, because there was Bill there. Belichick. I don't think so. Probably. I don't think so either. I I Practice probably ran late. They were on the field longer than he expected. I, exactly. It was in a special teams meeting that didn't go over well, by the way, could somebody please exactly tell me not to, not to cross over switch sports and uh, make sense. Could somebody please tell me what the F Joe judge does in Foxborough aside from just make. Yeah. Yeah. F yeah he screws up. Honest to God. Yeah. He's a net negative. He, he has truly been a net is a net the, negative. I don't know. Like, yeah. you know, there's always, there's the, the pluses and minuses and the basketball ratings. Um, they do something similar in hockey oh, as well. Oh yeah. He's a minus. He is a, he's such a, a Matt. What it, I understand he's free. I understand Belichick loves something about him that he's beyond a serious football guy that he's an ultra hardo. But like trying to make up for past indiscretions by running meetings a little longer and tidying things up on special teams now has cost the organization incredibly unflattering press. Uh, they lost two spring practices. Uh, this just in. They could probably use all of them. And Bill Belichick was fined $50,000. Robert Kraft has every right to be beyond pissed right now. I don't care what a good special teams guy. I guarantee you. But he's not. Because Robert's a Celtics fan, and he's watching them pick up momentum and do something special. Even Joe Missoula was using the timeout the right way last night. He broke momentum of Miami runs several times to make sure he could keep them focused, keep them on message and script. My God, they're pushing all the buttons, Andy. And by the way, in case anyone listened to the Thursday edition of Breaking Boston, you got to make sure you tune in each and every morning. This is your morning sports radio show in a nice, tidy 15 to 20-minute package because, hey, you, the diehard Boston sports super fan, you need your opinions, your information, analysis, and takes to start the day just like you need your big old cup of insert local coffee company here, Combies and Dunks. Uh, there's a sponsorship waiting to happen. Uh, 
anybody. Any, anybody at this point. Mary Lou's News. I love me a Mary Lou's News. That'd be fine. Great. Whatever. Starbucks, whatever. We'll go national. We'll go local, whatever. But uh, Andy offered up on Thursday, his prop of the day was Eric Spolster would call a timeout to uh, Spo would call a timeout within the first three and a half minutes of the game because the Celtics would come out so hot. Andy hit on his imaginary prop. So you're not going to want to miss it. Well, I don't, did I actually? I think he did. Well, it was close. Anyway, the the point. Yeah, was, the point was made. The point Listen, was let's let's. Spo had to ha- stave off the momentum, but no, let's I not had let faith. the facts get in the way of a good storyline. Okay, no. yeah, it's yeah, close, it's close enough. Close enough. I, I I'm going to go to the uh, bookie and say it was close yeah, enough. That, and you know <laughs> what? They they love that. They're always cool with that. Like, well, I know. Like he only missed the over. I only missed my prop by half a point. I'm close enough, right? Yeah, close here you go, kid. Here, right. Here's most of your money. Um, all right, but the point is the same, mm-hmm. and the, the Celtics have momentum. The Celtics did what they needed to do, and now it's all about Game Seven. Yes, I said Game Seven. We'll talk about Game wow. Seven because Game Six is in the bag. I think Game Six is a competitive one. I think it's going to be tight. Uh, you'll see the best effort. The Celtics are going to have to come back and win that one, and I think they do. That's fine. Whatever they need to do, their back's going. to Oh wait, their back's going to be against the wall in Game Six in Miami. That's where they thrive, oh, Jason Tatum. I so want it. You notice I'm on Tatum's train. You now. are. I'm on I thought you were a Jalen Brown guy. There's Jalen Brown sitting oh, over I still there. Am. Oh, it's not lost on oh, me yeah. that you needed Jalen mm-hmm. Brown to pay, play well to play the way you did as a team. Mm-hmm. That's all part of it. But Jason Tatum and I connected when he talked about you know adversity and learning about himself and the team and everything. Boom! I'm finally eye to eye with Jason Tatum. Let's go. Once again, they shoot over forty percent from three. The other team has more turnovers. The Celtics keep it under the magic number 16. Big dub. Game 5, 110, 97. We are on to Saturday night. Game 6, 830 on TNT. What a Memorial Day weekend delight that's going to be. Get the burgers on the grill. Get the beverages chilled. And get ready for fun. My popcorn is ready. I'm sure yours is too. We will be back on Tuesday one way or another. Either reviewing and recapping Game 7 or... Sadly, recapping game six. Hart and I believe it's going seven. What do you guys say? Let us know at FitzyGFY at Jumbo Hart. Please tune in, rate, review, subscribe, share. Breaking Boston here for you each and every morning to get your Boston sports super fan day started. For producer Cooper Leonard, Koopa, this is your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens. He's Andy Jumbo Hart. This is Breaking Boston. You have a great Memorial Day weekend, and come on, Celtics. Let's make history. <laughs>